All right. Hello again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American coming at you for another week. Obviously, the number one issue on everybody's lips is the Iran incident. But before we get into that, let me just once again say thank you to all my listeners who continue to come back every week. It's greatly appreciated. I'm looking forward to a very productive 2020. And with the election looming in November, I'm thinking there will be plenty to talk about. Um, but getting right into the Iran mess. Um, I think one of the things I want to make clear right out of the gate, and I, I put up a tweet uh, yesterday. I asked, I said, would you rather we basically attack Iran or get into a, a war with Iran, who is absolutely our enemy and always has been, and to think otherwise is just being naive. Um, do we do that? Uh, simply as a matter of protection. Um, these people have threatened and killed Americans many times in the past and have done so recently. So should we be doing that? Is Do you support the, the missile strike by Trump? Should, should that have happened? And the second question being, should we instead just pull out of the Middle East? It's an absolute lost cause and really just shore up um, you know, national security here, homeland security. Is that the best way? Just... Keep the hell out of there. And there is an argument for that. People will say that, um, you know, us being there and meddling is just provoking them. You're poking the bear. And that has caused problems for us. Um, at the same time, the other side will say, well, if we're not there, if we're non-existent, they're just going to have free reign. They hate us anyway, and they're still going to attempt to attack us, no matter, you know, what our homeland security looks like. You know, so there are two sides to this. Now, in response to that, I'm not too surprised at the responses. Most people said um, were in favor of, of an attack, if not war, at least they were in favor of, of, of the attack, the missile strike, and uh, taking out Soleimani. Um, so, and, and then they were also in support of Homeland Security as well. A lot of people said both. We should do both. Uh, my question was more if you had to pick one or the other. Um, very few people say they don't support um, what happened. Uh, and I think there's a reason for that. Like Nikki Haley said uh, yesterday or the day before, the only people mourning the loss of this guy are Democrats. And the only reason they're doing that is to is to smear Trump, which is their number one goal and has been from the moment he stepped into the Oval Office, right? So it, it doesn't matter. It really it, it matters not what happened, what the outcome is. If the Trump administration was responsible for it, if you're a Democrat, you have to be against it, no matter how insane it is. Now, I've looked at this, I don't, I didn't really know much about this guy. Uh, you know, I really didn't look into it too much. I, is he really a terrorist? You know, if you look into it enough, it's obvious. The man is a terrorist. The man is, he's a nasty individual and probably shouldn't be around. Um, I, I don't think, to say that Iran is mourning him is hugely misleading. The only people in Iran mourning that guy are people who would support that guy. And we don't want any of those people around us anyway. Uh, the... It seems that the majority of Iran has no real love lost and does, doesn't really care that this guy is six feet under. Um, and frankly, neither should we. Um, then you've got the question of, is this attack more political than anything? Did he do this to um, you know, sway opinion? Did he do this to uh, shift the focus from impeachment? Did he do this to gain an edge for the 2020 election? I don't, the latter doesn't make much sense to me. Starting a war is probably not going to get you a whole lot of support, even among people who do support you, even among 
conservatives. The, the bottom line is, and I said this before also, sane people don't want a war. They don't want a war with anyone anywhere. They just don't. It's, it's not a good thing. Nobody wants that. That is a last resort, an absolute last resort. And if you really look at history, you could make the argument that the last war we really should have been in was World War II. Um, you know, things like Vietnam and the Gulf War, those are very tricky subjects. And I, I suppose you could say the war on terror after 9-11, which I think was absolutely essential. We had to act. In that case, we were directly attacked. Um, but that wasn't a, a war with a country per se. That, that was, that was a, a general war on terrorism, terrorism and finding the man and the men who did this. And, you know, if they came from a particular country, fine, but it was more about the guilty party and simply clamping down on terrorism worldwide and really amping up our homeland security, which obviously had been lacking up to that point. And so you, you really could say that it has been a long time since the United States really needed to be in a war in terms of how the populace views it. World War II was a galvanizing event. Uh, very, very few people in this country were against it. It was a horrible thing, just like all war is. Uh, lost a great many people, a great many young people, which is always worse. Um, but at the same time, that needed to happen. The We and the Allies needed to get together. Uh, Hitler and Germany were out of control. They, they did want world domination. That's what they are after. I mean, they were going into Russia. They were going to take over all of Europe. They were against us. They were basically against anybody who wasn't with them, and they wanted their, you know, their own world order, and it was hugely dangerous, and not to mention fascist and all kinds of problems, and that needed to be stopped. Um, the Middle East, I think, is a very different animal. Uh, I remember I was in a political science class in, in college, and I, I didn't particularly like politics then. And I'm, in a lot of ways, I'm not a huge fan of it now. I, I follow it because I find it much more interesting now, but I still just, sometimes it it just fills me with sort of despondence and anger that nothing can be done. And that was sort of the point uh, my professor made about the Middle East. He stood up in front of the class and he asked us, you know, what would you do about the ongoing, you know, situation in the Middle East? And in, in that time, that was in the late 90s, um, you know, it was sort of post uh, Gulf War and things still were very unstable. And uh, he waited for a bit. Nobody raised their hands. Nobody offered anything. And then he said, OK, well, the reason you're not answering and the reason you can't answer and the reason I can't answer is because there really isn't an answer forever. For it, see, or it seems like since the beginning of humanity, that particular part of the world, ever since the cradle of civilization, ever since Mesopotamia, ever since then, it has been an absolute disaster. You just can't fix it. There seems to be no end to it. Uh, people have tried. Many nations have tried. We've had peace treaties and pacts and agreements, and, and not just with the United States, but all peaceful, loving countries around the world have tried to assist this area, and it just hasn't worked. Um, the bottom line is, in many ways, that area, those middle, many of those Middle East countries are just as dangerous, if not more so, and just as backwards as they have been in hundred, hundreds of years ago. They have made no forward progress, or very, very little. And the only forward progress they made has been because of us or because of outside factors. They don't seem to be able to govern themselves in any possible way. 
they just don't. It seems like they are destined to destroy themselves, to destroy people around them. It is a no-win situation for everybody involved. Nobody that has gotten involved in any messes over there has come out better for it. I'm, I'm talking about outside countries here. Um, you know, and yeah, our oil reserves, and you know, that was a big part of the Gulf War, let's face it. Um, but in terms of their government, in terms of how they run things, in terms of the people over there, in terms of the religion, it just doesn't seem possible to fix that area. They will be, and, and here's the thing, right? They don't seem to have any allies outside of that area either. Pretty much everybody on the outside of it is either an enemy or really sort of definitely not an ally. Okay, Iran, Iraq, you know, places like that. Um, they're not going to be turning to too many people for help when it comes to allies if there ever was a war. And I don't understand why we have to continue to give these people the benefit of the doubt. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years where nothing has worked, where many lives have been lost, where the only thing that seems to reign over there is chaos and destruction. And no matter what we have done, no matter what other countries have done to help, it doesn't seem to work. So why are we even bothering? Why are we giving them the benefit of the doubt? Why are Democrats and leftists whining and screaming and saying, oh, the poor Iranian and Iraq people? Look, they have their own country. All right. Every country is their own country. I know this globalist insanity is trying to take over, but it is not our responsibility when countries just cannot function. It is not our responsibility to step in and try and fix them. They have to do it. And they have proven over and over and over again that they have no way of doing that. They cannot do it. They can't put it. Even when we try to install democracy or something, it just it remains a giant cauldron ready to boil over. And maybe it's because of the, the, the religious side, the Muslim side, the deeply entrenched side. Now, I know that the left will be screaming about how Muslims are always persecuted and that there are plenty of peace-loving Muslims, especially in this country, and blah, 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 blah. I get it. Okay, I understand. They are also the group that is responsible for a great many atrocities. They are also the group that is far often more radicalized than just about any other religion on the planet. And when they are radicalized... They are not passive. They attack. And they are responsible for so many attacks in the past, say, quarter century. They are responsible for so many deaths. They are responsible for Sharia law, which is arguably the most barbaric practice I've ever heard of. And anybody who supports it is absolutely bat crap crazy. Um, especially women, considering that it abuses the hell out of women. Uh, the point is, if, if say, 9-11 uh, happened, or any of these many, many, many attacks and many persecutions against Christians, things like that, say uh, it was the Polish. Now, I'm Polish. I have some Polish blood. I have some, I guess, some uh, Irish and German blood, but I, I think I'm half Polish or two-thirds Polish or something. If it was, if, if they were the ones responsible, if we kept tracing them back, to that country or a religion that is largely uh, that largely dominates that country, right? I have no trouble with people being suspicious of me or of that country, my home country, whatever. I have none. That's that's it's just common sense. They're the ones that are hurting us. It's not me. I didn't do it, but it makes perfect sense to be suspicious of me, considering that's where this is coming from. To and I'll be saying, yeah, well, you know, I'm I don't want that, and I don't follow that, and I'm a 
I like peace and all that stuff, but obviously my countrymen, there's lots of them who have hurt us and have hurt the country I live in and hurt a lot of people around the country, around the world, right? I'm not about to deny that. And I'm not about to think, you know, any less of myself or be all, have my feelings all hurt because, oh gee, there happens to be a lot of my countrymen who are just terrorist nut jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Target them. Target that country. Look at them. They're the ones who did it. Go after them. I, I don't understand why we have to constantly be browbeating people and telling them, oh, but oh, the peace-loving Muslim. Well, I know they exist. We're aware of that. Thank you. I, I'm... We're not saying that they don't. What we are saying is that many of the terrorists are. Many of the problems coming from that country are due to a radicalization of the Islam religion. And they, and oh, by the way, that religion seems to hold sway in some of the worst countries in the world. It's not like, you know, and look what is happening in places like Sweden where we're, they're ushering that in in droves. It has not worked out. I have considered even taking a, a trip to Sweden uh, in 2021. I was thinking about it. And I've had a couple people on social media just say, no, don't, don't do it. They live in Sweden. And they're saying, don't come here. You may as well go to the Middle East at this point. And that's sad. That really is sad. And it's not helping them. It's not helping their cause. It's not helping their country. It's not helping their pride, their culture, because it's, it's like they're being replaced. And I am all for equality and diversity and all that. But I am also for nationalism. I am also for having a clear and distinct country and culture. And when we start to uh, say that everything is okay, every religion is fine, there's nobody is really to, at blame, we should always be looking at the innocence. That's not really helping when we have all these major problems. So when it comes to Iran, right, when it comes to targeting them, I am on the fence as to whether or not we should do any more attacks. I think any attack that takes out men like Soleimani, who have destroyed us and targeted us and said hateful things about us, and whose followers hate us very clearly, I don't see the problem. I mean, those are the people that we do need to take in the interest of national security and not global security. These people are perfectly willing to take out just about anything around the, around the world if they think it's more of a soft target and that they hate them. And they hate just about everybody. Right? It's not just this guy. It, take a look at what's going on. After this happened, Iran bombarded us with some missiles and they turned around and said, oh, no, we don't want to do it anymore. We're done. That was just our, that was our response, but we don't want to uh, accelerate things. We're not going to attack again. That's like, that is the most adolescent response to me. That's like hit, hitting somebody with a stick and then running and hiding. Okay, no, no, we're done. I quit. I'm not, no more. We got our hits in. Now don't hit us back. I mean, that's what it sounds like. And then they turn around and say, if the U.S. retaliates, they're going after Israel and, and other countries around, apparently just to spite us for doing that. How is this a country that, that, that sounds like a peach of a regime over there, doesn't it? Oh, we're just going to just start lambasting innocent people that are near us if you attack us just because, oh, you know, that's like your punishment. And this makes no sense. These people are nuts. Everything that they do seems to revolve around violence and oppression. And there are many people who have come from those countries, come from Iran and Iraq, have come here, have gone to other, you know, calm, civilized, peace-loving countries around the world and have spoken out and said, look, it's bad. It's terrible. And when something like this happened, they're the first ones to stand up and say, why would you be against this? 
We're celebrating this. A lot of Iranians are celebrating this. A lot of peace-loving citizens around the world are celebrating this because these people have to go. There is no reforming them. There just isn't. There is no reforming the Middle East. There is no historical precedent for this. At no point has anyone managed to get through to these people. At no, at no point have we managed to reform anything. It may as well be 1750 over there, and they're still killing each other off and hating everybody around the world. It just doesn't seem to work. Since the fall of the Egyptian Empire thousands of years ago, nothing seems to have worked. It's a colossal mess. Which is why I am more in favor of us getting the hell out of there. Um, it's just, it's going to do us no good. I, I would say continue to look at them and monitor them. And if need be, if there are people there that are threatening us, threatening our country and threatening our citizens, absolutely go after them uh, more on an individual basis. Like, for example, we were doing with Bin Laden and that, and that whole thing, as opposed to a, you know, all out blanket war with the entire country of Iran or Iraq. Um, I don't see that as a good thing. I, again, I don't see what good it's going to do. We, we need to be very careful about who we go after and, and why. And if we make it very clear that who we're going after and why are people who want to hurt us, nobody should have an issue with that. Nor will it require, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of boots on the ground. You know, drone attacks, things like that. And by the way, no one blinked an eye when Obama... Uh, ordered a bunch of drone attacks. They didn't seem to have a problem with that. But of course, and I've said this many times, Obama could do no wrong and Trump can do no right. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I, I am sort of on the fence. Um, I, 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 I'm in between. I think all sane people are. At this point, we want to protect ourselves. We want to make sure that these people are not running around freely and you know, planning another 9-11 or worse. We don't want that. We have to remain vigilant if 9-11 taught us anything. It's that we had not been vigilant. We had become complacent. We cannot allow that to happen again. And we cannot, no action is not an option, right? It just isn't. Not with this threat constantly out there coming from that area. At the same time, I still say we need to be very specific about what we're doing over there. Um, very clear about who we're going after, try and ignore the rest of it because it's not going to be fixed. It's only going to hurt us in the long run. Fixing that area or uh, trying to reform it is a fool's errand as every country has learned over the course of millennia. And for that reason, uh, I don't see this as being an essential war. And it appears now that things are de-escalating, which is a good thing. Um, and I still say, you know, remain vigilant. But in no way, was the initial action something that we should be bemoaning, something that we should be depressed about, something that we should be apologizing to Iran about? You know, we've seen that from certain Hollywood elites, and honestly, we really just need a very giant, big roll of duct tape and plastered over the mouths of these idiots because I can't listen to them anymore. Uh, they say the most absurdly stupid things. What Gervais said at the Golden Globes it was spot on. Shut up. You have no clue. And every time you speak, you just exude that uh, far left ignorance and elitist ignorance. It's very clear that you have no clue what you're talking about. The bottom line is we need to be careful, but we also need to be cautious and we need to pay very close attention. What Trump did initially, getting rid of this guy, going after this, this, this um, continuing war on terror needs to continue simply for the sake of the U.S. 
uh, peace and the peace of the world. That does need to happen. I don't want a war. I want a war with that country. You're not going to fix it. It doesn't matter. Even if you raise the whole thing to the ground, who cares? What good is it going to do? The, it's You will destroy a lot of innocent people who unfortunately are in an awful position over there. I understand it. It is not our responsibility to save them. They have to find a way to govern themselves. They really do. All countries do. We have to stop playing babysitter to the whole world. But that is something of another topic, which maybe I will get into next week. For the time being, I will leave you with that, give you something to chew on there. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on the issue, but uh, by all means, let me know. See if uh, you agree with what I say. If you don't agree, uh, let me know on Twitter. And once again, always feel free to subscribe at my site. It's always free, no explicit content. Uh, give me a like or a follow on, on my new Facebook page. Drop in one of those great five-star reviews on Apple iTunes. That always helps as well. And uh, I hope everybody has a uh, great and peaceful next week. And I'll see you again soon. Thank you.